Yo, what's good? Say what's real, the podcast, first episode. I'm here with my boy Omar. It's your boy Jay Brassett. It's 627. We're finally starting this. What's good with you, bro? You watch me. I'm chilling, man. Chilling. You know what I'm saying? Celebrate today's God Day. Just trying to make it through. Word, 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 word. But anyways, I was I wanted to get into the, into this topic real quick. Talk about music. Okay. You know how you feel. You know, and like I wanted your take. You know what I mean? All right. right now, like there's a lot of things going on in the music industry. A lot of people felt like a deal is not even worth it no more. You know what I mean? And then, so I was thinking, what do you think about like? Artist, do you think I'm an artist, an upcoming artist? Do you think an upcoming artist should still focus on signing a deal or go the independent route? I'll be honest with you. If you really, that's actually a great question. But to be honest with you, if you think about the bigger artists nowadays, rarely are any of them signed. And sometimes they get signed after the big hit, and then from there they go down. But um, it's really not necessary nowadays because of the internet. The internet has opened avenues for people to not have to chase the labels. The labels actually chase them. So, I kind of like the way it's set up right now. Gotcha, gotcha. Honestly, personally, I think it, it really depends on your um, where you want to go with the music. Some people, because they feel like maybe a record label can brand their music better or, or market their music better. But some people are signing, instead of signing to a record label, they sign a distribution deal, like to UMI. I don't know if you know about you don't mind. It's a great you know, distribution deal where like they um take your music and they market it to different um streaming services and then I think they take twenty percent, right? They take twenty percent. I'm not sure the numbers on it, but well they take twenty percent I think and then you you take the rest of how much that music generates. So I'm gonna take it back though. What really got you into music? Like what started what got you into like Want to like manage artists and stuff? I've never really wanted to manage an artist, to be honest with you. The uh, that opportunity presented itself to me. As far as like music, I've been in music as long as I can remember. I can play three instruments. A lot of people aren't aware of that. I went to school for. Um, I actually went to school for music. Actually, uh, the elementary school I went to was an art. I went to PS96 in the Bronx, mm-hmm. and I've been on stage as early as seven, eight years old. So, sort of, what, 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 what got you into like, like hip hop? What, what, what was the first artist that really did it for you? That helped you appreciate well, music. Period. Now, I don't want to just focus on hip hop, but music. Period. What is like one artist that you can, that's timeless to you? Like you can always listen to them at any time. Only hip hop. It can be any. It can be any genre, honestly. I said hip hop because, like, to me, it was a hip hop artist that did it for me. But maybe to you, it could be like somebody else. Okay. Well, the first hip hop album I ever bought was Wu Tang Forever. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like a timeless hip hop artist that I can listen to whenever, ironically enough, it's um, it's Cameron. Cameron. Yeah, I think Cam made it so that it's just like he. He transcended it because not only was he talented, he was cocky, but he was like genuinely cocky. You know, it was like a, an actual arrogance. Like you could tell even if he wasn't a hip-hop artist yeah. and before he was a hip-hop artist, yeah. even though I don't know him personally, yeah. you 
kind of had that vibe that he was always like that. You know, he played ball, like, just like me. He was in AAU tournaments. He never made it big. He went to a JUCO because of his um, his grades, apparently. He steps on that in um, one of his albums, um, SDE, Sex, Drugs, and Entertainment. But he's one artist I can always go to because hip-hop is more of a flamboyant, flashy style. And it, it kind of dictates what happens outside. It's more of a feeling, like a vibe. It's not... It's not based on your talent to play an instrument. It's completely different from a rock and alternative and things like that. It's more so your message than the actual music itself. And I like Camp's message, believe it or not. I might take some flack for that. Yeah. For me, I think it was really Jay-Z, you know? And the funny thing is, when I first started listening to music, hip-hop, honestly, I didn't really like Jay-Z's message. I couldn't, like, relate to it. I was more of a Kanye person. I still love Kanye West. Like college dropout, graduation, those are two of my favorite albums, all time favorite albums, all time. But when I was listening to Jay Z, I kind of understood. I never really, like, I never, it wasn't really the, his message, it was his story and where he came from. Like a young, um, how he explained how he came from the project coming out of Marcy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he basically showed his struggle and the way he, paint, he painted the picture of his music. You know what I'm saying? Like listening to um, the Black Album. That's I think that's one of my favorite albums ever. I think that's one. Of, I think that the Black Album with Life in Town, Life in Towns with S. Doc Carter, is probably to me, it's probably his best album. Volume two. Volume. Hard knock life. Hard knock life. Hard knock life. That's volume three. Volume three was a classic to me, bro. So in that saying, what do you what what really makes somebody what 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 how does somebody consider a GOAT? Like, what what transcends somebody? What ter- what makes somebody, like, a GOAT? Like, when I say GOAT, I mean, like, a great in music. I got to start off by telling people something that everyone needs to know and remember. No matter what I say, no matter what you say, and no matter what anybody listening to this thinks, there's no right or wrong answer for this. Music is 100% opinionated. There's no facts. When people are talking about a goat, about a great, even somebody who's nice, even somebody who's whack, none of that is fact. There's gonna be people that say, Juicy J is fire. I don't feel the same. They're gonna say people, you know, some people think Wiz Khalifa is the goat. I don't feel the same, but I respect because that's just their wave, and that's the beauty in music. Nothing is factual. As far as like what makes a goat, I don't want to say a goat. I'm gonna leave that topic alone to be real with you. What makes a great is someone that gets more approval than disapproval. That's what I'm gonna say, and someone who can pass the five-year mark because much like. Um, a traditional job. So longevity. Yeah. I think, honestly, longevity is what makes someone a great. If you can pass five years and still be relevant and still be a heavy hitter after five years, you're going to be considered a good or a great. Like, you know, like it or not, 2 chains is considered a great. A 
lot of people don't want to eat that. Two Chain's been around for like ten years, and he's actually been around longer than that because he was Titty Boy on Disturbing the Peace. A lot of people don't even know that. That's facts. But yeah, he's considered a great. You know, there's a lot of people who they have to fall back and really bump your head and think about it. But yo, some of these people are greats. Whether or not you listen to that music, but longevity is gonna be what I go with. Longevity. Longevity, and also I think the ability to make timeless music. When I say timeless, I mean music like, like right now. If you see Drake, for for example, I feel like what really makes Drake always come on top, go on top, is that his, his ability to make timeless music and music that people can. Feel at that moment. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, I agree. He does touch base with the broader spectrum of people, so his music is really more so for like everyone, as opposed to kind of like segregating people. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, know, this is music for the hood, or this is music for the the beat boppers, the little teeny boppers. Like, yeah, he has a way of just not having limitations on his angles of music. So yeah, that's actually it's a good point. Yeah, Drake is one of those um, unicorn type people. So yeah, because you know, a lot of people want to say Kendrick, but the thing is that Kendrick almost forcefully so drives his message towards a certain demographic. Yeah, and I think that limits him. But in the interim, it doesn't cheapen him either. It doesn't. And I think reason why I think because back then it was debatable where it, it could have been between Kendrick or Drake. I think what happened was. It could, it, 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 cause back, I mean, like two years ago, three years ago, people were on, people were thinking like, well, it could be Kendrick, or it could be Drake. But I think what separates, what what made it, what really made it Drake, is Drake's consistency. Every year, every summer, I, I, yeah, every year, Drake's consistent, dropping fire music. You know what I mean? And like with Kendrick, I feel like he come out every two. He come out with great stuff, and he come out. It's like you for, like they have to force him to drop an album, you know what I mean? Nah. Well, because his is more quality over quantity. Like, and Drake is the complete opposite. He's quantity over quality. Like Drake drops a lot of music. I'm not a fan of all his music. I'm not gonna lie to you. But a lot hit though, and a lot I feel like to me, I think a lot of his music is relatable. Like he has a music for every 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 mood, every body, every certain you know what I mean? Uh, 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 uh. Sorry, man. My phone's on fire right now. Um, when it comes to Drake, I, th- I believe he's limited because I don't think he's a lyrical guy. So the people that are really going for those lyrics, those are the ones that bash him the most, and rightfully so, in my opinion. I don't yeah. think he has bars that are bartastic. He's just not. That's not his lane. He stays out of that. He never, you know, says to anyone that he's, you know, a bar beast because he's not. I any stretch of imagination, right. you know. But if you're not really into that, and I noticed that the mainstream music right now isn't about that. No one really cares about bars anymore. That's almost like out of the conversation. Funny you said that. I was just about to ask you that. I was just about to ask, like, do you think lyrics still matter? Going into right now with the music industry, the rap rap is right now. Do you think lyrics still matter? They haven't married in years, you know, like, I want to say when the whole, like, the Ray Shurmans and the, and just the, you know, just the big names that are out right now. Like, like Young Dog. Chill, 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 chill. Gunna, oh. chill, chill. But he's in that conversation, though. Gunna, 
I don't agree with that. Playboy Cardi, those people, Little Yachty, Little Pump, those were the those those artists were considered the mumble rappers. Yeah, that's why people like Eminem and uh, a lot of old heads have a problem with these younger rappers because they say, "Well, rap has been dumbed down." You know what I mean? Yeah, but I got a problem with Eminem to be honest with you. I think he's so washed up; it's ridiculous. I think he's terrible. To be honest, I've always thought he was terrible. You know, when he first came out, he had something to prove, and he was really thinking about it. Now all he does, his entire angle, is critiquing everyone. That's the only reason people actually listen to him. To when this nobody, because I think he's a nobody, became a somebody for five minutes, only because he shut him up and showed just how average he is. And that was the whole Machine Gun Kelly situation. Because Machine Gun Kelly, I don't listen to his music. But I definitely listened to his diss to him, and I honestly thought, unbiasedly, I listened to both of them. And I was like, wow, this nobody that was off of my radar really shut the hell up out of somebody who a lot of people think is the GOAT. And when I ask people why he's the GOAT, I fall back from that because they never really have an answer. They'd be like, oh, no, he's just the best. And da, da, da. Give me some quotes from him. They can't. They just like the idea of him. He raps fast. Okay, what is he saying? Really nothing. You know, like, when he first came out, I think his, I think it's his third album, The Eminem Show, that's an amazing album. Really? He's saying a lot in that, but it's because he actually produced most of that album, too. It's the only album out of his I actually keep. That and the 8 Mile soundtrack, but that's because there's a lot of other guys on that, too. But as far as he goes, that's an overblown, overhyped person, you know? All respect due to what you did, when you crossed boundaries, but... One of my boys said it best. If Eminem was something other than white, would he be as big as he was? I think I think J. Cole said something something like that in a lot. When you mentioned J. Cole, while you was talking about Drake and the whole competition between him and Kendrick, people yeah. have to understand Drake been holding that torch for so long. Yeah. Before it was um, who's better, Kendrick and, and Drake, it was who was better, J. Cole or Drake. Who was better? This person and Drake. Like, yo, Drake's held a torch for a minute, yes, man. Yes. People really, they disrespect that. And like I said, he might not be the greatest lyrically, but no, think, like it or not, he got that torch. I think they, they disrespect it also. They can't fathom it. Like, they think, like, wow, this light-skinned kid from Canada, they just killing everybody. That doesn't really have bars. Because he really doesn't have bars. Doesn't. Doesn't. But you don't have to in this day and age right now. To have the torch because lyrics aren't in demand. My hopes are that it comes back to the lyrics, but we gotta wait because that new kid is one of the worst I've ever heard, and he's big right now. On Blueface, Blueface, he's big right now, yeah. and he's absolutely atrocious. Even people that listen to him yeah. make fun of him, but you listen to him. But it's kind of don't you think it's kind of a little bit. It's kind of stupid to, like, to call him dumb if we're listening. We're also listening to these other rappers that aren't saying anything either. Well, all right. You made you, you made a comment about um, Young Thug. Young Thug is something different. I was mistaken when I said that. But the reason why I brought him up is because he was in the conversation as well. He was. He absolutely was. But this kid, you know, you know, like it or not, you know, he is a mumble rapper. But here's the thing is that he changes his sound, his pitch, his tone, his flow, 
his words, everything. There's a reason why everyone's favorite rapper listens to him. There's a reason why everyone's favorite rapper tries to get a verse with him. And it's because he's something different. I knew he was something different from Junk. And I've been listening to Thugger since Junk. If you look at my Spotify, last year my number one listened track was Dome. That is a really, really intense track. And it's dope. He, is he saying something? He's not really saying much. It's the pitch and the tone by which he goes and flows and just drops it. It's fire. It's like he's his own instrument. That's true. I think... Now I see what you're saying. I think what happened was he mastered the element of using your voice into yeah. an instrument. Because your voice is an instrument. Correct. But he put that on another, another pedestal. Look, he can project sounds I've never heard come out of a human being before. To where J. Cole, who some people consider the, the GOAT, mm-hmm. sounds just like him on the new song that they came out together with, The I, London. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Cole sounds like Doug. If you pay attention to one of Cole's interviews, the way he talks about Thugger mm-hmm. is like, not like, you can tell he is a fan. That's a lot of respect. I think he admitted on, he, he had admitted on an interview, he said that, um, a lot of, you know, the thing is, right, a lot of older artists will, if, if they see a young artist that's talented, they will stoop down and be like, you know what, that kid is a great artist. I don't think it's, it's a hating thing, because people, people sometimes say like, well, the older artists, they always make fun of the young artists or say dumb stuff. You know what I mean? I don't think I don't think that's the case. I think a great artist will recognize another great artist. You know what I mean? I agree. And people often think that. Because I think music was a certain way for so long, and over the years it started to change, a lot of people that were hip-hop fans, let me just say hip-hop fans, were disappointed at the way the music was going. I, I can see why you said that. I think about it a little differently. I can see it as, let's say me and you work the same job. I've been working the same job 10 years. You just came in. You've been here like a couple of months. But you're picking up things so quickly that you can almost do as much as I can do. I'm not going to give you access to learn more because I'm scared for my job. I see hip-hop the same way. I'm an established MC. You're an up-and-comer. I have a million viewers, or whatever you want to call it, a million spins on Spotify or whatever. You're brand new. You're already up to 800,000. I'm not going to feature you. I'm not going to shout you out because I'm scared that you're going to have 2 million spins next month. You know, like, it's almost a sport. Like, people don't want to give it up. And I think that's what happens. Don't you think collaboration also determines longevity too. Like, for example, look, Agreed. What, look what Kanye West did with Little Pump and the young uh, Y&W Melly. That was genius. Because it's like a great artist like that collaborating with these young artists. Again, like I was saying from the get-go. And people probably laughed at Because listen, if you think about the song that he did with Little Pump, you know, that song means nothing. But it was, a, it was actually like a great... The way it was placed. I don't know if that makes sense. Of course it makes sense. Here's the irony in that. That was actually a really good um, example. I don't think, personally, Young Pump is going to be around five years from now. Kanye will be around five years from now. Most definitely. So all that was was a quick bag for Kanye. It was a quick bag for Pump, too. So that was a win-win for both of them. Exactly. Because Pump 
is smart enough, even though he acts dumb, he's smart. He's smart enough to know that this run isn't going to last. He's not going to make that five-year run that I was talking about earlier. I don't think he's going to make it to year six. I think Pump has like a little three, four-year run. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know? He had one hit on his mixtape, and that was Gucci Gang. Yes. The only reason Gucci Gang got big is because of the beat. It wasn't because of what he was saying. And every hot rapper made his own remix of Gucci Gang. Mm-hmm. That made that song blow. It wasn't him. So you got lucky with that one. You had a couple of joints, you know, that get it, all that, you know, like, he's maximizing his potential right now. Like, he's just juicing it, give me my money, give me my money, give me my money. That's why I like the interview that Cole had with Punk, and he was telling him, save your money. I know Cole wasn't going to be rude and let him know, like, bro, you don't have any, you don't have staying power. You just don't. Because he has absolutely no lyrics, but he doesn't have any value either, because he doesn't make beats, he doesn't do anything. You know, his claim to fame is one or two songs. That's it. So, see, that's a great. That's a, I, I like that. But like, honestly, if you look at the youth right now, right? Are you are are the like, when I say youth, I mean like from the, from the kids from like the younger kids going up to age maybe twenty five. Are they even looking for lyrics anymore? I think a lot of young kids they're just looking for a, a good beat. Somebody saying some fly shit You know what I mean And As long as that keeps going on That's why the artist is like Little Pump Blue Face And and many more are gonna keep Getting bigger If you ask me I I think honestly It doesn't have anything to do with the music Just me personally speaking I think Because when I was growing up Not only was I looking for music to listen to that was a little different because I knew about music and sound because you know, I went to a school for performing arts. But I was looking for like a look. I wanted to be cool. There's no other. There's no cooler music than hip hop. Hip hop is predicated on being cool. So if you want to be cool, you listen to hip hop. You dress like somebody in hip hop. You talk like somebody in hip hop. So as long as you can give off that cool vibe, that's all the kids want. They want somebody to mimic Monica because there's more followers in this world than there are leaders. Exactly. So as long as you got, you know, cool-looking people, because Blueface, he's a good-looking cat. You know what I'm saying? He's sporty. He got muscles. You know what I'm saying? Looks like the girls like him. If I was a pimply-faced kid in junior high school or high school, I would listen to him and follow him because maybe I can get girls like Blueface. You get what I'm saying? So I don't saying, care about his music. So you say the image that matters? Absolutely. The images would sells more than the music sometimes. So, but I think with that image thing, it comes with the cost. Like you, are, I don't know if you noticed, like a lot of rappers. I think it's dying down now. At one point, it was so cool to use drugs as your your stick. You know what I mean? Yeah. People, 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 people glorified lean and popping pills and doing all these crazy drugs as a way of their showing their image because some people I don't think they really live that lifestyle like of course not you ever saw that movie CB4 no I haven't pause it for one second I just gotta pause this okay recording yeah alright so yeah um, the movie CB4 that's like it's an older movie from the 90s 
and it depicts people that weren't living that life, but they were given a certain amount of money yeah. to pretend. You'd be a fool to think that that's not like what it is right now. You know, a lot of these people, you know, to this day, like, you know, a lot of people idolize Lil Wayne, but Lil Wayne, you know, he, he was so impressionable. He was so powerful. And the mumble rap lane was created because of him. I think so. You know, the lean was created because of him. A lot of this, you know, a lot of people consider it whack. You know, the whack music is because of him. You know, but that's just what it is. How long will it take to die down? Who's to say? You know, but fortunately, in my opinion, you know, there wouldn't be a young thug if it was a little man. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, you guys have to understand that a lot of people do get put in situations where they're supposed to sell out. And a lot of people will. Because a lot of these kids don't have anything. You give a kid a million dollars, he'll do anything. That's so true. Little do they know is that the label's making a hundred million. That's the thing, right? I feel like... And that's why a lot of people started seeing it like that. A lot of people started seeing like, wow, is it, is it even... Is it even worth signing a deal anymore? When you look at, you, you sign a deal, right? And you make like two hot songs, two great songs, right? And that label, that label owns the music and gives you a certain percentage of how much music, of how much the money the music made mm -hmm. and keeps the rest and maybe more. And a lot of people started realizing that, wow, as long as, long as I have a great team beside me, there's really, and because of the internet, there's really no reason to even sign to a label anymore. Yeah. That's absolutely correct. Now, while it is easier to do that, it's still hard. People think it's like this. Like, no. But then I'm saying, you still have to have your team. You still have to have the people hosting. You need to have your songs platforms, you need to make deals with your Pandora's, your Spotify's, you know, you have to get on playlists, you know, like, there's so many factors into this, it's not as easy as just saying, right, I'm just going to do it by myself, you have to have a plan, so as easy as it sounds, it's not that easy, so the labels are doing a lot of work, it's not like they're just, you know, screwing you out of money, they're no. actually making you do less work. Yeah, I, I feel, the thing is, I feel like the reason why that, that, that's, that thing came about was because of the, how the way, like, the label went about it. Like, we're going to give you all this money for, like, we're going to give you a budget. This certain amount of money is for music videos. This certain amount of money is for touring or whatever, you know what I mean? But what the artists don't understand is they're giving you the money, but you have to return that money back. I don't know if you knew that. It's called recouping. Some some artists, because of maybe personal things or whatever they were doing, it takes a lot out of their pocket. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. It's called overhead. And that's what that was the whole deal, and that was the whole problem with a lot of artists and why they felt like you know what, f this label shit. This it's not even worth it. I think, and I feel like that's what was going on with Lil Uzi. Maybe that wasn't really what was really going on, but that that was kind of what was going on. I won't lie to you, man. Like I don't, I don't follow Uzi enough to know what you're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. But 
but I, the only thing I know about Uzi right now is that the world is waiting for his next album, which is supposed to be his last album. Mm -hmm. That's it. And I know his influence is ridiculous. That's the only thing I know about Uzi. But why do you think he's so influential? Like, why do you think he's, a, he's such a big influence? I wish I, I don't know, <laughs> to be honest with you. It's not that his music is terrible. It's just, it's, it's very simple, actually. It's, it's, it repeats itself a lot. Most of his songs repeat themselves. Um, yeah, it's, it's very, uh, confrontational, but not in a sense where it's like, you know, violent or anything like that. It's almost like that kid that's just get picked, that gets picked on and stuff like that, that fights back. Wants has ideas to fight back. Yeah. It's just those type of emotions always win. That's another reason why I thought Eminem won because all of his music is angry. Yeah, that sells. Of course. That emotion is always gonna sell. Yeah. You know, rest in peace to Chester, but Lincoln Park. All of their music was angry, and people love Lincoln Park. Also, rest in peace to X. That was that was that was kind of his stick as well. He, he anger and emotion and depression. Damn man, that was that's that's actually that's that's a little like that one hits kind of home to me because you know I never like not that I never it's rare that I actually follow someone whether it be in entertainment, yeah. music, or whatever the case may be, and I followed that kid because I wanted to know where this kid came from because he's from out here, yeah, he's from Florida, yeah. he's from Pompano, he's from the hood. Um, the same hood, ironically, that um, Kodak Black is from. Yeah. Not too far from each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, maybe like some in the soil, yeah. like some in the drop. Um, and the kid was so smart. Like, you know, I'm older than he is, but it took me years to be able to understand my emotions and what I was thinking and why I was thinking all of this. That kid knew that at 19 years of age. He knew about depression. He knew how to battle it. He knew about anger and why he was angry. He knew how to vocalize it. And he wanted to help people. This kid was, yo, he was the next big deal. Like a lot of people right now, the hot topic is, um, rest in peace to Nipsey. Yeah. Here's the thing. I didn't listen to Nipsey Hussle's music, so I'm not going to front like I did. I have one song on my Spotify, and it was of him and Drake, ironically. Yeah. It's one of my favorite Drake verses. And it's, um, the song's called Killer. But um, Nipsey was trying to do it for his hood, too. Like, you know, he was getting his hood together. He had a smaller platform than X. X, at the time, was one of the most streamed artists in the world. So what he was doing was influencing more people than Nipsey. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, he wasn't hip-hop. He was more like hip-rock, kind of. Mm -hmm. Because he deals with a lot of guitars and he deals with string and a lot of bass it was heavy bass but it's because a lot of his music was very emotional that kid was something different man. and when he died like when he got killed it, it, it took a lot out of me because I really think that that kid was going to help a lot of kids his age I know he was going to help a lot of kids his age because of his message his message was very powerful it was very positive if you watch, he only has one vlog on YouTube. That one vlog, I actually sent to a lot of people. I'll send it to you later. I want you to like watch it. It's about 19 minutes long, 17 to 19 minutes long. The way he speaks, 
it's all on the fly too. And one thing that I always say is that you can tell when someone's telling the truth because of a few factors. The biggest ones being they don't stutter and they don't curse. Because usually when people curse, it's for two reasons. A, they're not intelligent enough to know which word goes in that slot. Or B, they're lying. People stutter because they're trying to figure out what to say as opposed to what it really is. Barack Obama had that same thing, where when you can tell, he had his cards in front of him, but he just, he winged it most of the time when it came to a lot of his addresses. The same thing with X, like he was, this kid was something serious. And when he got shout outs from Jay-Z and all these other people, I was surprised at how many people listen to him and not so much his music they just listen to him they had their stories and a lot of their stories has to do with him as a person which is way more important than someone's music but why do you think right it's crazy you say that right certain people were shouting out shouting him out before he um, the tragic um, incident happened but why do you think we as a people always wait till somebody passes away to acknowledge their greatness like Lipsy Hustle where people, you know, people people give more flowers while somebody's dead, while somebody's dead, than than a lot. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, that's because it's not real. It gives someone a reason to talk. It's easier, and we all know this. Everybody yeah. listening is gonna know this. It's easier to be negative than positive. It is. It is. And a lot of people don't wanna put in that extra effort to be positive lazy. Unfortunately, that's the 100% true. That's not my opinion. That is 100% true. It is way easier to be negative than positive. And most of us as a people just decide to just give that much effort just to be negative. You know, oh, he died. Oh, my God. Oh, I loved him. No, you didn't. You know? That's like when, you know, when Nipsey died, you know, a lot of people, you know, called me and asked me how I felt. Yo, you heard about him? Yo, let's start burning sage. I didn't do that before he was passed. Why am I going to do it now? Exactly. exactly. You know, like, respect the man. You know, like, he passed. All right, my bad. Am I going to put an R.I.P. tattoo on me? No. Am I going to, you know, if I had social media, would I put? No, I'm not going to do all that. People that influence me or affect me, yeah. those people, I'll mourn. Yeah. Even if I don't know them. With X, it hurt me. I'll be real with you. That hurt me. If and when Jim Carrey dies, if it happens before I die, yeah. that's going to hurt me. Because yeah. Jim Carrey is another individual who's just immensely, immensely in touch with who he is as a person. So, so in, that, in that same avenue, so are you saying it's very important to know who you are in this world? In any, as, as anything. Not even as an artist, just as a person. It's very important to be in touch with your inner emotions and who you are. I wouldn't even call it important, bro. It's necessary. When you first met me, yeah. you were aware of it. You peeped it. Yeah. The same way with your cousin, Berlin. She was aware of how in touch I am with myself. That it makes you guys wonder what's going through my mind. It's the reason you're here asking me to do this. You know, It has to do with hip-hop, sure. But a lot of that also has to do with the fact that I'm so in touch with myself that it affects other people. And that's just what it is. 
you know, I would, I've been asked since I've been down here, it's a little bit over a year now. I made a year in May, right in June. It's a little bit over a year. I've had more than one person approach me and ask me if I'd like to be a preacher down here. I don't know about being a preacher, you know? And then you start thinking about it, and it does make sense. Because there's so many people without direction in this world that when you see somebody who kind of understands where they're going or what they want to do, you know people are going to listen and follow. So that's just what, really what it is. But yeah, I wouldn't even say it's important. It's necessary. So true. Because if you never find your way in life, God forbid you have kids, they're going to follow you. What are they following? That scares me thinking about that every day of my life. It really just, it does frighten me. I think it does scare a lot of people, especially the people that, that think a lot, the overthinkers, you know what I mean? And maybe that's what drives a lot of people into drugs as well, you know what I mean? Depression, yeah. Dep into depression, anxiety, those, those thoughts, you know what I mean? I think a lot of the depression in this day and age, in this era, has to do with something that isn't even real. And that has to do with social media. That's true. Social media is one of the scariest things that's been out probably ever in my life. You know, because a lot of people who aren't happy post pictures like, here, look, I'm in Israel having so much fun. Bro, I personally feel that if you're having so much fun, you wouldn't have time to take this selfie. I'm sorry. That's just me, you know, being real. You know, like, when I see people at social events, you know, I'm having so much fun. Hold on to me. That's just not real. I'm more of a purist. I'd like to just have it intimate between me and those people there. Fully to fully indulge and enjoy that moment yeah. with the most capacity as you can, with no outside. I don't need a cosign. There you go. With no cosign, please. That's what we're looking for. We're looking yeah. for likes. That's another form of validation. That's like getting a girlfriend and you're like, yo, hold on, let me introduce you to my friends. And if they like her, then I'm, I'm good. Oh, bro. You like her, so she's good. A lot of people don't have that. They just don't have that ability to just be happy on their own. They need that validation more so than ever. When I was growing up, we didn't have that. We didn't need that. Now it's like, we need that. I've had girls actually tell me things like, if I post a picture and it doesn't have a certain amount of likes, I take it down. Uh, that's, that's so true. That's real. They're just being honest, but you know, that's sad. But that's the world we live in right now. Because I've heard that from a few people. It's not just one person. That's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with the validation. Take it for you. That's so true. But yo, we're going to leave it right here. <laughs> Say what's worth the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. You already know it's your boy Jay Brassy. With my boy Umar. Omar. To the next episode, peace and love.